Guten Abend und willkommen <laughs> to another Total Soccer Show Cooligans crossover episode. That's right. My name is Daryl Grove. I am sitting in a circle in another hotel room with Christian Palanco. Hello. Hello. From the Cooligans with Alexis Guerreros. Hello. Guten Coogan. Guten Coogan to you too. And Taylor Rockwell. Hello. That's Steve Coogan's cousin, Guten Coogan. Dude, uh, for German me, speaking cousin? German is just that the word Coogan to the end of stuff. And he's really been trying this for like four days. I feel like I got one thing right. So it's a crossover special. It is. And like, if people don't know, we're in Germany on the Bundesliga media trip. Mm-hmm. Yep. They yeah, invited maybe. all of us somehow. <laughs> I get. Here I mean, I understand why you two would be invited. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> us too. It uh, doesn't really make Watch, much sense. Watching the two of you ask like really dope, insightful questions <laughs> during this whole thing <laughs> has really made me think, why the hell am I here? <laughs> I'm just like comic relief. Yeah. So okay. your questions were funny. <laughs> That's what some of them have. I think I, I did kind of break a little news too with... Uh, Alfie Morales, when I said, are you expecting a call? He was like, I hope so. Right? Yeah, I mean, I they should put that really... on top of all the newspapers. Yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> we yeah. should buy every Dusseldorf newspaper tomorrow. Breaking news, Alfredo Morales hopes he gets a call. <laughs> Forget what Trump just said. <laughs> but you did you did sort of like go touch and go with some of the uh, the German stereotypes of like, I think you asked, I forget who it was, you asked a guy a question, and he, was, and he was like, well, I can think of a few, and you're like, I asked for one. Yeah. And he kind of looked at you for a minute and then chuckled, but it's that German thing of like, is he laughing, or is he like plotting to murder you? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, that was, so, uh, that's a sporting director, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lutz, uh, what's it, what's Fa- it? Fa- I, was, I, was, I wasn't ready to make that joke. Fahnenstiel. Fahnenstiel. Yeah, Kugan. that's what it is. That's it. Fahnenstiel Kugan. <laughs> He's, do you have any idea how amazing he is that I got that name right? I, I think not get, get right regular words. Was, there were so few vowels that he... <laughs> Yeah. That's the to... problem, dude. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to right? Scotland. They don't pronounce vowels. He's what the first player to play uh, for every con- play in every continent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Continent. He until recently was the player with the most clubs. Uh, he had played for the most different clubs. Wow, yeah. and he he, beat, he beat the crap out of Penguin FC when he was playing in Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. They're very bad on set pieces. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can't defend a header to save their lives. Too busy. Look, he was ha- interesting. Happy because... Feet United. It was a <laughs> strong team. Yours, yours is better. Yeah. Yours is better. Happy feet till I die. Bravo. I'm happy feet till I die. <laughs> so just for a bit for a bit of context, uh, yesterday we were in uh, Frankfurt. I love we you, saw Bayern lose five one at Eintracht Frankfurt, yeah, yeah. and then today you, you we said that with a big smile. Mm, yeah. Well, someone next to me, I won't name them, said we're watching the crumbling of the Bayern Empire before our eyes. And Ooh, it did have that uh, feel about it, right? I do probably remember murder someone that. next week, right? <laughs> who, who, wait, somebody in this room said that, or is it the person sitting next to you during the game? Somebody at the game okay. who right, cool. doesn't want it revealed gotcha. who okay. they support. You know what uh, I'm saying? Okay. I, I uh, see where we are. <laughs> and then today we saw Dusseldorf beat Colm. It was Nico Kovac who said that. <laughs> <Darryl, by the laughs> and it's all my fault. <laughs> yeah, it was the sporting director of Dortmund. <laughs> so we saw Dusseldorf win 2 0 with yeah. Zach Steffen in goal and mm-hmm. Alfredo Morales really whacking into people in yes. Central Midfield yeah. and winning the penalty for the first goal. It, it was with a quick turn. I'm going to add. I think he did. Yeah, and then there's a question as to like how much you want to put emphasize winning in that one because I mean he definitely went down. I mean he definitely went down as to, like, how much it was an actual like physical foul that knocked him over versus like ah there's some contact here I'm going to go down. Yeah, it was also confusing to me because there were several guys who had the short on the sides, dark kind of longer hair on the top with the blue boots. And I kept being like, oh, yeah, why yeah. is he, how is he down twice? He's everywhere. Like, like, yeah. It was really confusing. There's a lot of, there was a lot of similar looking people in, in the Dusseldorf uh, team. It was very confusing. <laughs> Popping right. up all over the place. Are mm-hmm. you ready for the, the first question? Let's do it. It's a tough one to answer. Um, it's from Christian Geppert. Right. Um, he asks, how silly do you find the Dusseldorf's pride of their alt beer? 
which we found out is like a dark beer. Yeah, we haven't had it, and yeah. uh, we haven't spoken to anyone. We might go out after this, so maybe we'll yeah. maybe we'll just add like an extra little clip. <laughs> after, like, we, we went straight to the stadium, right? And then right. our hotel is attached to the stadium. We haven't even been into which, the town. Can I ask you guys? I've never seen that before. A hotel Manchester United has one? The, a, a hotel, like not next to a stadium on the same grounds as, it's legitimately, legitimately a part of. Yeah. Yeah. But you could walk from the, the lobby directly onto the supporter section, yeah. essentially. We're like the raccoons at RFK. <laughs> yes. hey. has, have I you guys ever seen that before? I've never seen no, that before. No, I've seen a hotel Motel Holiday Inn, but I've never seen a stadium <laughs> attached <laughs> to a hotel and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't one, I, one guy who retired being a DJ in 1998 <laughs> is going to get that and love that. You're welcome, you're welcome to, I will say, I'll say this. More, more stadiums should have it for lazy people like me because yesterday Frankfurt was an amazing game but then it was like the walk back to the train and figuring out the train we ended up having to take two different ones then it was another walk and just there was a moment at near the end of the game where I was like oh we're walking like 12 feet that way and we're back at the hotel yeah, yeah. that's a terrific thing to, yeah. to get to experience. I will tell you we just spoke to some people who are like not supporters they're not like you know firm members or anything but clearly love the team uh, and are involved in it and they're like I was like, dude, it's so cool that there's a hotel. And they were all like, oh, you like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, very let down at the, that, yeah. we thought, that I thought it was cool. And I'm like, yeah, I've never seen that before. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, no, I, I don't care that they like their stupid beer here. Let's move on to the next Wait, question. Actually, I'll, I'll jump in to say this. I actually do not care at all because it's a different beer than like a hazy IPA or like a sour beer, which seems to be what every city in the United States claims as their like original beer. Yeah, yeah. So something that's totally different is it's, it's a, it's a refreshing change. Hey, this is Daryl jumping in to let you know that we did go out in Dusseldorf's old town that night, immediately after recording this podcast, by the way. And we did try the old bit and I've got to say, it's not bad. It's like a brown multi lager type beer with a really foamy head. And for one euro ninety a glass, I I think the Sudorfers can be pretty proud of it. I loved the the, the drink in, in Frankfurt, the Apfelwein. That what was, was great. That? The, the Apple oh, wine. You, oh, you didn't have it at the Oh you missed it. Yeah. No, I was enjoying it. By the way, this, this show not sponsored by United Airlines. <laughs> yeah, no. The opposite of sponsored no, by United Airlines. But it is sponsored by the woman, the Latina woman mm. in Newark Airport who got my man here. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Tia. <laughs> Thank you, auntie. She got mad. Yeah. She, she solved some shit. She's what a Latina who works for Lufthansa? Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's a combo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she will get things done. She named her kid Lufthansa. <laughs> she, Lufthansa Ramirez. <laughs> yeah. Was, she's talking. Well, I'll tell you, get over here, Lufthansa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get off the shed, Lufthansa. <laughs> Fly over. Yeah, yeah. I really hope there's a kid somewhere named Lufthansa. She did at one point. This this was the. I don't think I've told you all this. It's named after where she was conceived. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite. Her, her brother's called. Her brother's called Burger King bathroom. <laughs> That's a Ali G of that joke once. That was like like David Beckham. Was it for Brooklyn Beckham? Yeah, stuff, it, was, yeah. it was like Brooklyn Beckham. Like is where he was conceived, and he was like, oh, if it were that, if that were the case, it would be like the booze at KFC. I think is what he said for him. Um, but mine she, was funnier. She was talking. She was talking to uh, the United the Lufthansa woman was talking to a United help desk person and about two minutes into it she just she just straight up said you don't know what you're doing you don't know what you're talking about put me on the phone with someone who does <laughs> which was <laughs> terrific love it that's that east coast energy yeah. like I ain't got time to waste with this white boy with a beard who trying to fly <laughs> to <laughs> Germany we've got a connect, we've got a connected question um, um, <laughs> Brian Hansen asks how would the Cooligans have handled the 
flight delays that Taylor endured. Okay. Given how Alexis uh, handles people knocking on the door, our the cousin gets our, aggressively. Our joint cousin handled this, so I think it's exactly how we would. I'm going to say it. one would handle it, handle it logically, and one would handle <laughs> it, and the other one would be Christian. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Christian would accept it and sit there and probably stare at his phone. Um, I would Ooh, be very loud. That's fine. I would be very loud, and I would try to get in the uh, Sky Club. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently I just uh, let people just walk all, walk all over me and do nothing. Christian, uh, shut up real quick. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay. Oh my god, you were all right. <laughs> all right back to the soccer. Um, I am really at Giants ask. I am at Giants ask. How was the quality of the officiating in the two games we went to? I.e., are refs terrible everywhere? Uh, I, this I, one was more MLS like. Yeah, I thought this uh, the the Dusseldorf, Dusseldorf match. Yeah. I thought uh, Cologne got kind of shafted a little bit. Really? I thought the ref was uh, you know especially when there were a couple times uh, like fifty fifty balls. Uh, he seemed to always go for uh, give the ball to the you know to favor Dusseldorf. Uh, ah. It seemed a little odd. There were a couple ones that. Seems a little iffy, and and the players, rightfully so. I thought they were getting really upset. It it, it was there was a hard challenge. Like it might have been two minutes into the game. Like it was already like from yeah. the beginning, we knew it was going to be a yeah. very physical match. Oh, there was um, uh, Dusseldorf nearly conceded as well uh, after Alfredo Morales had a head injury. Oh right, right, right. And a few players like pointed and pointed at the head, and they let things play on. And Zach Steffen ended up making yes, a right. a big save. So maybe think, he just wanted to give Zach Steffen a showcase. I think what happened is that he let the game get very physical in the yep. beginning and let them play, and then he started make, doing, doing those makeup calls. We're like, hey, well, you were physical before, so even though you just like touched uh, him now, I'm going to call it. And it just seemed like it was skewed. Like what you're saying that it was like it looked like Cologne was being favored. Uh, being Dusseldorf uh, whatever Dusseldorf being was favored. being favored, I think those were all like makeup calls for Dusseldorf because they were getting thrown around the field in the beginning. So you think like he let it get rough to begin with? He's like, oh, I'm going to let a big derby happen, like rough yeah, and tumble. But yeah. then he was like, oh, this is getting out of control. Yeah, I honestly, <laughs> and then so it looks like the one was being favored over the other. Yeah, when it was in the beginning, the, like the Dusseldorf players were all over the ground in the beginning, and no one was getting anything yeah. called. Oh, how about yeah, oh, sorry, you've got? I think like with those games, it's one of those you have to make a decision one way or the other, and you either have to like like stamp authority early and give the yellow card like two minutes in or you've got to be okay with kind of letting it yeah. go can't change your mind after 20 minutes yeah and right? I think he kind of waffled back and forth and sometimes was like oh no that could be a physical challenge that's fine and there were moments I, I agree with Christian I think it favored Dusseldorf a bit more than it favored uh, Colm but there were moments when like uh, like a Colm player would get shoved over in the back no call Dusseldorf would get the ball turn and go to play he'd get shoved in the back and that was a call and so whenever you have like that short of a time frame between that happening it always looks a little bit more confusing yeah, fair enough plus there's the penalty right which we maybe need to see again I mean and, and going the other way I think you, uh, you weren't back yet for the second half but I, I felt like it was a fair shout for Colm to get a penalty and then they did not and then it was also one of those situations when they did get the penalty the ball is kind of cleared and then a Fortuna player was, was touched and he went over and that was given and that was when the Colm fans really started mm, to get annoyed yeah. by the situation yeah the about, Colm fans were on one mm, towards the end of the game how about yeah. uh, yesterday's game I didn't know it really he noticed a ref in uh, which means that was the Bayern. best ref I think it was mostly shocked it, yeah. by the Bayern collapse yeah. but, but and the other thing I, I agree I didn't notice it as much which means it was probably a little bit more like things went as they did and they didn't need to be policed so much the other thing is I think three different uh, Colm players today got yellow cards for dissent which yeah. sometimes means like oh the team is just frustrated and they're mad about the way things are going they're losing 2-0 but a lot of those yellows came early in the first half when things didn't seem to be balanced I out I don't mean to interrupt but mm-hmm. I just saw like, my Bundesliga app just told me that 
Uh, Bayern has just uh, confirmed that Niko Kovac has been relieved of his duties as coach. But a week before the Classica. (laughs) So right as we record this, this is huge. So we've already committed one murder. (laughs) We got a body on us, baby. (laughs) We came to Germany. (laughs) We're leaving. Also, on my my WhatsApp, just popped up that Taylor is breaking the news to the the group chat. (laughs) Oh, no, it's already already been broken. Oh, has it? Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, Courtesy of Manuel. Look at that. Manuel Veth. Stays yep, on coming top down of now. Kovac has been sacked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question is from Greyhead Gaming. Uh, when will they? I think that means Total Soccer Show. When will they be having you on the TV? Oh, sorry. When will they be having you on the TV show? And when are you getting your own Fubo TV show? When, See, when first of all, the- when the check clears, and second of all, when the check clears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we. I think this question came up uh, in DC. Uh, in the in DC, and we the invitation is very much open. And we uh, would love to have it you ha- in it studio. It has since been rescinded. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, pushed us over the edge. <laughs> no, no, these guys are always welcome. We're, we got to just figure it out. That's all. All right, we'll, make, it, it we'll, went, we'll make a date. Right? It went from yeah. we could do it via satellite to in studio, and I feel like we're going to show up in New York, and you're going to be like, "Oh, it's got to be like in satellite studio." <laughs> yeah. like, no, it doesn't really work this way. Just they can sit next to us, but we want them in a box that says they're on Skype. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, we, I would prefer to have you guys in studio because I think it would be a better show. And frankly, I mean, the, the the network probably wouldn't want it, but I'd rather you're there for the whole thing for the Tuesday and the Thursday episodes. Okay, I would much rather that. They probably won't do that. Does that pay they, extra? No, definitely don't. Well, I mean, well, yeah, because you just put both zeros next to each other because it's <laughs> twice as much zeros. Uh, um, but yeah, no, we. I'd prefer to have you in studio because I think it'd be a better conversation because we know each other so well. Yeah. But if the the only option is to have you via Skype, I know you guys are like sometimes not in the same area. Then maybe that's what we'll have to do. Uh, Alexis, right. did, let's make this happen though. We'll, we'll really do this. Alexis yeah. did yeah. mention that before we can be on TV though, he wants to make sure that you're good on camera. So he wanted to have you sit on a couch. Is that what yeah. you said? Uh-huh. And, like, he's going to ask you some questions, yeah. <laughs> ask you about your history, yeah. and then we'll just, just see what happens. I just have to know? take this blue. Pill do you want to be first. famous or what's up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, up next. <laughs> I think Christian got on this I'm podcast. Just, I'm thinking over. Note that neither one of them denied that. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Okay, here's a question we do not have an answer to. We're not allowed uh, to interview youth players Josh, anymore. It's from Joshua Tripp. Um, Joshua Tripp asks, what measures are the USL Championship, Major League Soccer, and US Soccer taking to grow the game in states like Arkansas, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Alabama, or in the Midwest like Iowa, Kansas, and Nebraska? I think we can safely say so we don't know. I can say, to quote the, uh, the late, great, old, dirty bastard, uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think it's, I think speaking of Nebraska, I think it's the, people like uh, Jonathan Kalora, yeah. who own uh, Bug Eaters FC, and other companies and other people that own small clubs like that. I can't imagine there's development yeah. happening outside. Oh, that and that, uh, probably colleges and like uh, and the other thing too is when we went to the United uh, Soccer Coaches Convention, there's some really massive like like youth clubs and like uh, traveling clubs or whatnot and academies that come out of the South and those areas. Yes. I don't think yeah, MLS, but is, is the USL or US Soccer or MLS anything to do with that? I think no, the, right? no, I think those are the only ones. Yeah, it's happening yeah. independently. So it has to happen out in spite of those three. I mean, in, to some of. degree, US Soccer might be involved in uh, in funding some of the youth clubs mm-hmm. and, and at the youth levels, maybe. But, yeah. but it's a, not a special at, effort, right? Yeah, yeah, at a professional level. I, yeah, there's I, no Arkansas task force. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I, it's US Soccer got one scout. We got one full-time scout. Obviously, we ain't down there. Is that still the case? 
Yeah. I think it's I think they it keeps being like, well, that was the case and we're looking to hire more. Is I feel like what what they say, which means yeah. probably to, yes. I, I always like to be fair to US soccer in these things. It wasn't like they only had one scout who had to cover the entire United States. It was like one full time guy who mm. oversaw he was like a technical advisor who oversaw the other part time guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Still not it wasn't one enough. guy with a lot of air miles. But can I yeah. say this though to that point? Like like as we <laughs> learn with as we learn Lance Ignite club. though. Like Lance Ignite folded. Like the, their owners said they weren't making enough money, mm-hmm. so that's that. Like I don't know if we should be looking to USL Championship and USL League One as like avenues for growing soccer or like helping develop young players. Like because I think to ask them to do that is to sort of put them in a position where they maybe are no longer financially stable. If they yeah, are she said she said to the league, "Hey, how about you set up some teams where there isn't really a market?" Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't, we don't want to do that." We're just sort of like, yeah, they're kind of focused on short-term sustainability and growth maybe not so much like the long-term aspects of soccer so i feel like that does come down to the federation more so than individual teams in usl uh, of either division here's one thing one piece of credit i'll give mls is they took down the uh barriers the the geographical barriers for scouting oh for the development academy in other words people are now easily it's that you don't have to ask to uh scout in areas that aren't a part of someone's region i think that's the right. actual rule yeah they've so, expanded they've expanded where mls teams for the development academies are allowed to are allowed to go and find players. so now yeah. areas smaller clubs like uh sporting kansas city and columbus crew can essentially you know dock a a, a scout in uh, you know mississippi or arkansas because ain't nobody else going there right now because they don't have a club so maybe that'll help Hey, this is Daryl jumping in one more time, not to tell you about Altbeer again. This time, I'm here to tell you about Manscaped, the number one company in men's below-the-belt grooming. Being in Germany, we've come to appreciate the benefits of precision. For example, the tram, subway, and trains that we've taken, they all ran smoothly and safely. And precision couldn't be more important than when you're tidying things up down there, you know, just south of the belly button. Manscaped's Lawnmower 2.0 electric trimmer has proprietary skin safe technology so it won't snag, making mishaps a thing of the past for those who like to keep their delicate areas well groomed. If you'd like to get 20% off plus free shipping, go to manscaped.com and use the code TSS. That's 20% off plus free shipping. And aren't you glad that I didn't get the Cooligans to help with this ad read? Can you even imagine? Anyway, once again, it's 20% off plus free shipping when you use discount code TSS at manscaped.com. Your private parts will thank you, as will your bank account. Okay, back to the show. All right, let's go to a national team question. Ooh, James Lambert. James Lambert, who's the Screaming Eagles, Eagles president. president. Screaming Eagles, okay. maybe. Okay, asks, what do you make of Wayne Rooney's comments complimenting DC United's uncomplicated management style? Does he have a point or are more rigid systems necessary, necessary in a salary cap league? Do you guys know about this quote? We read it, right? I don't. Uh, well, okay, so, specific he, one, yeah. so Rooney essentially said, Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong, that um, one of the things he liked about MLS is that uh, some of the coaches just give you quite sort of simple, uncomplicated instructions. And he also made uh, a reference to... Ariola. And yeah, it's, he specifically said Ariola, right? He said, said Paul, but yeah. said Paul says it's sometimes not the same with the national team where things are a little too overcoached and overcomplicated, yeah, which is obviously a reference to Bearhalter's like, positional play thing. Yeah. So the question is basically, what do we make of Rooney's comments complimenting DC United's uncomplicated management style? I would say as a DC United fan, like it's... I get where he's coming from, but I think somewhere in the middle is probably what I would strive for yeah. because I, I would say one of my criticisms of Ben Olsen historically has been I don't know how well he adapts. I don't know well, how well he adjusts. I, we have seen him 
in person and on TV get out coached or the other yeah. coaches make adjustments and he doesn't really respond to them that well. So I think there's something to be said for having sort of ways to adjust and ways to sort of overcoach. Yeah. That said, you can also overcoach and make things way more complicated and you slow down the kind of free flowing attack and the creativity of players. And I think somewhere in between those two yeah. is, is somewhere, where I would try to hit. Somewhere between Olsen and Berhalter yeah. is the sweet spot, it, right? It does, is, the, is the Tata Martino. Yeah, exactly. Does <laughs> comments sort of imply that that the American player maybe won't understand something more complicated, well, or the American coach doesn't know it. Tactics? I don't know. You could also say it implies that, like, um, he he just thinks maybe it's too complicated in the UK, and maybe managers okay, should yeah, back I off. That's possible. And too. that way, Mooney do what he wants. I I, I, <laughs> I tend to lean towards it's a backhanded compliment, um, but. I, I I honestly don't think uh, that that's a good thing only because they didn't play so well. If you win a you championship see? and you say, oh, and let me tell you something. I really appreciate how minimal he is. At, yeah. Then you're like, oh, that's a compliment. They didn't they didn't make the playoffs. They, they, well, they, they, I mean, they did. I mean, but I got they got they bumped out the first game. round. Yeah. yeah. So what I mean, that's clearly not a good sign. So I think I think something like that, especially from someone who's British and I know he's from. Merseyside, and they're not, they're a bit more heavy handed, but I don't, I don't, I think that's a, that's a backhanded compliment. I, I, more than anything, I appreciated his comments about, um, about the American player being taken advantage of and not being paid enough, yeah. and he, him sort of looking yeah. out for players, especially coming up on, on these new, uh, uh CBA yeah. negotiations. I he, thought, shouldn't have, he shouldn't have raised the salary cap on his way out, right? <laughs> There'll be like an extra five grand in everybody's pocket. That's like Wayne Rooney money. Nice. The, the, the <laughs> Rooney other dollars, thing, called. The Rooney other thing, bucks. and I, I'm not the first <laughs> person to suggest this at all, but like, the other thing that's fairly telling in there that I felt like was more important to take away from that is like it's not as though he just instinctively knows that like maybe Paul Ariola feels overcoached. That's clearly a thing that he has heard and yeah. has heard vocalized from which, Paul Ariola. Yeah, guess, which right? means that maybe there's some dissatisfaction with the way uh, Greg Berhalter has been setting up his lineups and roster selections. Yep, and that maybe is uh, slightly telling. All right, you got time for a couple more, Christian? Yeah, yeah, good. Good. We're at, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Alvafebi asks if you had to create. A major league soccer with the kickers in it. I was very confused by this question. What would the stadium signature food be? So a major league soccer franchise with the kickers in it? No, if you allowed, if you created your own MLS and the kickers were a part of it. Oh, so like a Richmond team and yeah. we'd have the stadium signature food. Okay, so it'd be like a Richmond region signature food. Hmm. Essentially, what's the Richmond region signature food? I, I think I said I, no food questions, please. I've, I've been tricked into this. I don't think, I, honestly, I don't think we have one, really. Like, in Richmond? Yeah, I mean, there's lots uh, of different types of food, and there's lots of different things that are like Southern, but not necessarily from Richmond. And like, Can Pops just handle all the concessions? <laughs> that'd be fine. Yes. That'd be fine. That's one like, of the best restaurants I've ever been to. I mean, like... I, Pops yeah. Market on 4th and Grace, by the way. 5th yeah. yeah. and Grace, if can, you're in Richmond. Can you think of anything? I mean, to me, there's a lot of stuff that felt very new when I moved, but mm. I don't know what's Richmond and what's Southern. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like pime- pimento cheese, is that all Southern or is that very Richmond? That's all Southern. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So maybe it's just it's just beer. Is that all it is? I think. I think every I mean, Mid-Side City has beer, right? Yeah, it's probably barbecue. I guess, like, I feel like that'd be the thing, that you get some good barbecue in there. Okay. That, and to be fair, like, I'm sure lots of different teams have that, but, like, we have lots of different barbecue restaurants. Oh, you get ZZQ up in there. I've got it. White House Rolls from Ucrops. <gasps> I changed my mind. I changed my mind. That is definitely a thing that would be in there, but it'd I, be Mama Zoo. I, I want Mama truly... Zoo, Rustic Italian. Wow. That, I want, like, formal, formal, delicious. Not even formal, but, like, very rustic, giant plates of, yes. like, mussels. That's with, what I want. I want with, mussels with, in the stadium. With waiters that are rude to you and only take American Express. Yes. And I've now answered <laughs> this question for sure because <laughs> Istanbul street mussels were my favorite thing ever. And those are, like, like mussels stuffed with rice and you just, like, eat them out of the shell. Yeah. I don't – that's not really a Richmond thing, but we do have seafood. We do have mussels. So that's what I want. <laughs> uh, apparently, Zoo. you have your own oysters, Virginia oysters. Oh, yeah. from uh, They're really from uh, – Rappahannock, right? Yeah, but, yeah, but also, aren't like all oysters dying, and there's like eight of them left? So 
I feel kind yes, of bummed out by that. Yes, eight are delicious. Oh. <laughs> so taste so good. You can, you can taste can you their sadness. How many fans would you eventually Imagine how many fans would eventually get food taste, poisoning. Yeah. Tastes yeah. like yeah. extinction. Uh, imagine eating the last one, just saying goodbye. I still have one frozen dodo steak that I'm just like, saving until someday I need it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, one more question then. Mm-hmm. At least uh, Wass asks, what do you make of Gladbach this season? I haven't watched them. Mm-hmm. All I know about them is the uh, the two goals were announced on the big screen at Eintracht Frankfurt. Yes, which <laughs> which uh, there's a giant bell that tolls. Yes, and it 100. percent I'm stealing Daryl's point here. Oh, sounds yeah. like when somebody is killed in the Hunger Games, and it really. <laughs> and then like they announce it on the scoreboard in this big like like here is the score now, and it did feel very dramatic and it scary. Certainly did. Yeah, but was, uh, is that back top of the Bundesliga. They are yeah, top yeah, of the yeah. league. Yeah. So that, that that's also all I know about them. High uh, pressing, right. high pressing, high intensity counterattacking. That's well, all for Matt, Matt Herman. Herman told you yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think I'll say this. Sorry, Alexis. No, I was uh, going to say, I do know that they, they do the high press, yeah. but I knew that before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. You all have one finger. You're proud um, of yourself. <laughs> yes. I'm the reason we're all on this trip. I'm the only one who watches Bundesliga sometimes, apparently. <laughs> I, I like that even though I feel like the narrative still is sort of that, oh, it's Bayern are really bad this season, so Gladbach are good. I like You could maybe make that argument, but I feel like, like Gladbach are good in spite or despite Bayern being bad. And mm-hmm. I think they're like following a game plan that seems to be working for them. And I feel like we'll continue to work for them until teams figure out how to play against them. So I don't expect them to fall off anytime soon, which means they're going to fall off next weekend. This is the thing, right? When Bayern stumble, you mm-hmm. need someone to sprint. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? and, yeah. Not, and not to stumble. And I think everyone otherwise... thought it was going to be Dortmund or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm feeling Leipzig. Because, just because it seems like... 8-0? Yes. Yeah, ju- just a, for how many bells told for Mainz <laughs> yeah. while we were watching Yeah, they uh, really killed Bayern. Mainz. And it became yeah. like a running joke of this. <laughs> the manager right? the bell got fired go. today. Did it? Well, I think yeah. rightly so. Yeah. The bell would toll and we'd all be like, it's Leipzig again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it would be. 8-0. Either that Eight or nil. Metallica song is about to come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it had that vibe too, right? <laughs> They've had to retitle that song. <laughs> it was Mainz. Quasimodo's mad tire. Could just stop scoring goals. I have, a, I have a final question for part one. That, does that it. work out timing-wise, Mr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, do. we have about uh, six minutes left. If okay, you perfect. And part two is going to be on the, uh, the Cooligans feed. Um, Weston McKitty asks, do you think Sergino Dest choosing and quickly playing for the full US national team will have any impact on the decisions of the other U20 dual nationals? Uh, now that he's officially American, you have to call him Sergino. You have to respect the teal day. Okay. <laughs> we was Dutch, you didn't. Do you think Sergio Dest choosing and quickly playing for the full U.S. national team will have any impact on the decisions of the other U20 dual nationals? Probably not. I, I agree. I mean, I, I think like maybe if they're all friends and he chooses to stay, then everybody will follow him. Because that's really the reason mm-hmm. Dest chose the U.S., yeah. right? Is that he's just so tight with those U20 players yeah. that he wants to stick with them. I think that's probably Does he want to make friends with Denzel Dumfries? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> um, Do you really I, believe that? Yes. Okay. What? I heard Ajax pressured him into it. Yeah, but a lot of people say a lot of things. <laughs> like you just said a lot. You yeah, know, but I mean, we, there's Wait, been pressured, re- pressured him into playing for the U.S. Yeah, yeah for, like, it's better. It's better for them, huh? I mean, because he wasn't. Well, he, he didn't really stand about how he's like enjoyed his time and he's like looking for the future. And you know what I mean? I, th- I then I don't think it would have been such a difficult decision for him to make. I don't think he would have had one of those. Uh, the video was in Dutch. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but, it was from IX TV. Yes, but and I that also, wasn't the official announcement video either. The quote when US Soccer released it was in English. Ajax were just faster on the social media than US Soccer. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm disagreeing with y'all because I feel like 
to make a career decision like that based on what your now club is telling you to do, I feel like maybe they had some influence. But for them, I just can't imagine that a club is going to be like, hey, go play for the U.S. because it's better for us from a marketing standpoint. That would be enough for me to be like, all right, well, screw you guys. I'm going to another yeah. team. Yeah, I don't think they forced them. I think they pressured them. I think they that's made probably it. Not is the that, key. Is it, are those not the same things? No. And that, but that's not the key. They might have suggested <laughs> it even, but that's not the key. Do you want key. me to explain it in full detail? <laughs> so look, this old lady owns a bakery, right? But you want it, right? And her husband gambles a lot. Now, <laughs> let's talk pressure first. Right? <laughs> well, let's say it this way. Maybe Ajax said it's better for us marketing-wise if you play for the US, right? But he also, it's very clear that he's friends with all the other talented U20 players and maybe sees a future playing alongside those guys like Chris Richards and guys like that. He sees a future represent, continuing to represent the US with those, with those players. I, right? I agree that that okay. probably is a big part of it as well. Yeah, like 99%, right? Um, and then... <laughs> but at least, yeah, I, I do think... Just I, at love, least to, I love when he gets like that when I'm on the show. It's the answer, best. Uh, the question, at least partly, uh, I do think uh, some dual nationals might be influenced just because the quality of the team will be a little bit better. So at least when they're making the decision... Uh, between the two, they they'll see like, oh, this is a reasonable squad. Yeah, uh, I and he does improve the overall quality of the squad. Based right? on everyone we've spoken to that has played in the U.S. men's national team or has any opinion uh, about U.S. soccer, it doesn't feel like the issue is is the players themselves. You know, it seems mm-hmm. like the players seem to play well at their clubs. Uh, and then when they get in uh, international duty, uh, something happens. So it, we would have to say that it's either coaching or the structure or there's something about going to play for the U.S. men's national team that maybe zaps their energy, their interest. It, it does kind of feel like that way. Carbon monoxide in some of the rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I also think I think it, this is a little bit like David Beckham choosing L.A. Galaxy. You know, it may not be the thing that changes everything. We may not see it right away, but I think it adds some credibility to U.S. soccer Mm. that I think was kind of missing after uh, Jonathan Gonzalez Mm. switched over. I'm I'm probably being very, like, naive or idealistic or whatever, but I just, like, I know there's, like, commercial aspects to it. I know there's the idea of, like, oh, he knew he could start and he knew he could probably go to a World Cup with the U.S. and all of those arguments. I, I really just kind of believe that he made a choice. And I know there's probably a lot of other factors in there, but... It's also easy for me to say that, and this is the thing that I'm kind of like battling in my head, is that like I was born in the United States. I, not that I was ever going to play for the national team, but like that was that would be the only one. And like we're never asking Michael Bradley, like, do you still want to represent the USA? And it's been weird being here in Germany because we we spoke to Timmy Chandler, like all of us did. We spoke to Alfred Morales today. And it's it's a strange thing in my mind. It's this it's the like old s- saying about like people in a uh, like institution how like you can't prove you're not crazy because yeah. if you try to act normal you look crazier. And it's a thing that like people who are born in the U.S. you're not asking them like which national team are you going to play for. And so when you're asking a dual national, it's hard to like gauge that because like yeah, yeah. are they giving like is it a satisfactory yeah. answer like is it their second language it's all these weird things that it's really we're looking for evidence that they're not fully committed exactly right? yeah. it's like well i found myself like timmy chandler was like no of course i want to play for them and, but it was a very like matter of fact thing and it wasn't very emotional and i was like well he wasn't so emotional like maybe he does but then it's like well like who the hell am i right. to say like yeah, yeah. he wasn't emotional enough about and it's also it. yeah. i know it's felt very yeah. dramatic Cry, timmy it's almost like we're trying to figure out if they're like spies you know mccarthyism are you sure are you not a communist? Um, I think... I How think, many stars yeah. should be on the US match? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it should be three. I think, yeah. I, I think it's really important to look at this, right? When you, It felt very dramatic in the last Wait, two... It should be four. It should be four. It felt very dramatic in the last two months, right? But when we look back at this years from now, we would have seen uh, Sergio Des played for the U17s, played for the U20s, played for the senior national team. And then when it came time to fully commit to the senior national team, Netherlands made it clear, mm-hmm. we're interested in you. So he missed one international window 
to make yeah. the decision. And then he recommitted to the US, yeah. right? So he basically just took a few weeks to like just double check, like, okay, I'm a teenager, I've got these options, let me just think it over. So choosing where you go to college, right? You don't just like, oh, you don't just assume you're going to go to the nearest college. Here's you know what, what, here's so what it, was, it was just a quick check. Here's what messes me up about this. Like, yet again, you know, a US soccer counts this as a win when it's a European player. Mm-hmm. And here comes the lack of any sort of plan or any change to continue to draw in the Latin American dual nationals. That seemingly, as Latinos, we're we're left behind, mm-hmm. and th- what what frustrates me is U.S. soccer has sort of, you know, propelled this whole thing. Serginio picked us as like it's a real like it's like a super positive, and it is, and I'm happy for it as a fan of U.S. soccer. But it's oh okay, here's a European, you got that one right. But when it comes to Mexicans, when it comes to Central Americans, when it comes to South Americans that can play here, seemingly there's not even a plan in place. You think they didn't spot the tilde until right at the end? <laughs> I think they're really upset about it. They're like, "Jeez, God, buddy." I, maybe that's why they were aggressively courting yeah. him. We he told didn't have all the tilde, and now he does. Dude, yeah, we right told right. all our friends you were black. <laughs> um, we kept calling you Sergio. Sorry yeah, about yeah. that, bro. <laughs> yeah, Le Sergio. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, is that is that the last one? Yeah, let's, I think. Well, yeah, we'll hand it over. So part. Two of this episode will be on the Cooligans podcast feed. Go find it in all good podcast apps. So very quickly, um, I will say on behalf of Christian, Alexis, and Taylor, it is goodbye from us, and we will talk to you soon. Love you guys. Peace.